RadioMD. RadioMD.com. You've got questions. Melanie's got answers. This is Melanie Cole's Health Radio. We talk about the sanitization theory in this country and antibiotic resistance. It's becoming such a growing problem, both in the United States and across the world. And some of the driving factors uh, behind this resistance are overuse and misuse and overprescription of antibiotics and antibiotics in the food that we eat. And my guest today is Dr. Christine Heaver. She's a veterinarian. So Dr. Heaver, antibiotic resistance, why do you think it's happening so much in this country? Well, I think as as you've just indicated, a lot of it is really related to um, overuse and misuse, but a lot of it I think is just as a result of needed use. I mean, we can't go without antibiotics. We need them to treat bacterial diseases. And so it's just a process of evolution. Bacteria, they need to survive as well, and they find ways of working around the antibiotics, and that's how resistance develops. Are, are animals facing this same antibiotic resistance? I think in a sense, yes. Um, it, it sort of depends on which animal species you're talking about. There's... Um, the companion animal side, you know, are, are dogs and cats, and certainly there's concerns about resistance in the companion animals, but then there's also concerns about resistance in the food animals as well. It's a lesser concern in the food animals because their lifespan isn't as long and they're raised for food production, so the drugs that are used in food animals are much more controlled. Well, I think that that should be a concern as well. I know their lifespan is shorter and they're being raised for food, but when they're resistant to the actions of antibiotics because they've been given so many antibiotics and then and then as their generations go, their resistance, then we're not going to be able to keep them from passing bacteria on to us. Right, absolutely. Certainly understand that. Um, on the, you know, on the food animal side, it's actually a very controlled environment. And frankly, we, we have a better handle on the resistance issue in food animals than we do probably in any other arena. So, for example, if you've got um, an infection in a food animal and you know that a particular drug isn't going to work, it's, it's resistant for whatever reason, then you're just going to use a different drug. There's a lot of options, or you, you, know, you don't have to keep raising that particular animal. It can be cold, and it doesn't have to continue um, on into the food chain. So I think that there's just a lot of different things that you can do on the food animal side that you can't really do on the human health side or even in the companion animal arena when it comes to antibiotic use. And, and for Frankly, I mean, there's not really a lot of resistance that develops in pathogens that affect animals because their lifespan is so short and also because of the large amount of diagnostics that are involved in raising food animals. If there's a disease threat, we generally put a stop to it before it gets very far at all. That's really good information and a really great point to make. So should we be looking, do you recommend to people or yourself to eat food, meats, fishes, things that are not treated with antibiotics because when you see the turkeys and that are growth hormones and antibiotics and they're these humongous things and then you go to the natural or the organic that have not been treated, they're much smaller, but they taste better. You know, it's it's really funny that you say that because honestly, I don't I don't know if I feel like there's a big difference in in taste, and I guess that's sort of you know subject to individuals' um, perceptions on it. But when I think about um, the animals being larger, in my mind, I was thinking about it this morning, and I was kind of like, well, 
you know, if you're healthier, wouldn't you grow bigger and be um, just grow faster and that kind of thing? And so I think that there's this misconception out there about um, how the antibiotics are being used so that the animals are, are growing bigger and, and better and faster, but it's really more to treat what we call subclinical diseases. And in my mind, I, th- I like to think of it as sort of a person with a tapeworm. I mean, you look at somebody who has a tapeworm, and there's no way you would ever know that they have a tapeworm. Um, the vast majority of people that have tapeworms do not show any symptoms of having a tapeworm, but you get rid of that tapeworm, you treat them, and and the people start being healthier, you know, they get more meat on their bones, and they're just um, in better shape, and so I think of it in the same way when it comes to food animals. If they're healthier, they're going to grow bigger and better. What do you think we can do to control the antibiotic resistance? I mean, people use sanitizers for everything, prescribe an antibiotic if somebody sneezes or sniffles, the antibiotics that are used in our food. I mean, they're sort of everywhere. What should we do so that we don't, so that MRSA and and various things don't start taking over that we can't control? I think, um, you know, from a kind of an individual standpoint, I think the biggest thing is really educate yourself. Know that there are certain things that you, you as an individual do not need antibiotics for. And then there's other uses of antibiotics that are perfectly appropriate. I mean, it, it's baffling to me, actually, that there's kind of this, this movement towards um, eating meats that are supposedly antibiotic-free, and it's like, well, pretty much all meat is antibiotic-free, um, the meat itself. I mean, you're not consuming antibiotics when you're consuming meats just because the animals were treated at some point. I mean, the animals are being treated for your protection. And so basically, you know, they've they've eliminated whatever disease they have, and then they've also eliminated the drugs, same as you do whenever you eat meat. And then, or I mean, I'm sorry, same as you do whenever you take some kind of medication. Yeah, they don't so stay in your time, system forever. Right, exactly. And so by the time it gets to your plate, it's kind of all antibiotic-free meat. And you have the added benefit. People don't of, realize that. That is a right. really excellent point, Dr. Heaver. People do not realize that. And they don't think about it, but you take an antibiotic for 10 days and then you're done and then it gets out of your system. And it's not there a year later. So people don't realize that with animals. Now, what about the overuse of prescription antibiotics? And you must hear people talking about it all the time in an ear infection. I mean, strep throat, certain bacteria, yeah, you got to have one, but you want it to work for you. Right, definitely, and I, I think, I think you're absolutely right that a lot of times that sort of stuff is overprescribed. I know I was at the doctor recently, and I thought maybe I might have strep throat, and they ran the test, and they said, well, um, it'll take a couple of days to get back, and meanwhile, we're going to give you this antibiotic. And I said, no, that's okay. When you get the test back, let me know if if it actually is strep, and then I'll take the antibiotic. I don't yep. need it now. I mean, why do I need it right now? You know, so, I mean, I think it's things like that where you as an individual can certainly make a difference. I mean, you you don't necessarily have to get an antibiotic every time you're sick. Antibiotics don't work on viral agents. And a lot of times they're not that much more effective for a bacterial infection. It kind of depends on what sort of infection you have, how severe the infection is. I mean, a lot of times your immune system is capable of clearing an infection without the antibiotics. It might take a little bit longer, but it's still possible. 
Absolutely. I mean, that's really, really important information. Just the last minute here. What about our companion animals? Are we over-antibioticing them too? I think it's the same thing. You know, when you when you go to the vet with your with your dog or your cat, don't immediately assume that they need an antibiotic. Trust your veterinarian and and, and trust what what they have to tell you about the drug, and, and not go in with the mindset of oh, I'm sick or my animal's sick, and we need antibiotics. I think that's really excellent advice, really good advice, because I think people just ask for it right away. And if they sniffle or if their little buddy sniffles, then they go to the vet and they say, I need an antibiotic for my dog or for myself. You go to the doctor. So we have to really look at our use and our overuse and our misuse and understand that not necessarily what we hear in the media is true about antibiotics in the food that we eat, but we are developing a a resistance. And so it's worth the research. And that's why you're listening to Radio MD because we've got these great experts that come on and give a point of view you might not have thought about. They're credible and they're experts and that's why we bring them on here. And if you missed any of the great information, you can listen anytime on demand or on the go at RadioMD.com. This is Melanie Cole. Stay well.